Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. You're on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Monter of the workday afternoon. Three researchers in Singapore have been selected as 2019 Mitsui Sumitomo Insurance Welfare Foundation Research Grant Award recipients and have received their money to fund practicable research related to elderly well-being and traffic safety. Today, we speak with another one of them who is researching how frailty affects our elderly who have become ill. Coming up next on Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. On the phone with me, 2019 MSIWF Research Grant recipient, Dr. Lim Suhoon, Assistant Nurse Clinician, PhD Nursing, Singapore General Hospital. Frailty is a word that will concern all of us, but what do we really know about it? We find out about Dr. Lim's research and how psychosocial elements such as resilience and self-efficacy can improve the outcomes of frailty in older individuals. Current research tends to focus only on the risk factors and syndromes of frailty. For this study, Dr. Lim aims to identify the best tool for early risk identification and explore the perceptions of frailty, which will establish how resilience and self-efficacy can lead to better outcomes for the old and frail individuals. Dr. Lim, welcome to the show. Hi, good afternoon, Teresa. Thank you for having me on air today. It is absolutely our pleasure because the reality of the situation is as much as we'd like to deny it, every single one of us will become old and risk becoming frail. Yeah. <laughs> so very important subject. It may not be timely for everyone listening, but it is an eventuality for all of us. Yep, it's good to know. It is absolutely good to know. Now, you were working on a study about psychosocial elements such as resilience and self-efficacy and how that can improve the outcomes of frailty in our elderly, in our older individuals, because they're not necessarily elderly. Can you start by helping us understand what exactly do you mean by frailty and how this affects the health of these older persons? So basically, frailty, we will define this group of uh, older people who are 65 years and above. So it's based on uh, ones who is more vulnerable to physical, psychological, social and uh, functional decline that is actually associated with aging so basically, when they are more vulnerable, they actually have an increased risk of adverse outcomes, which actually include increased comorbidity and mortality, falls, disabilities and diseases. Okay, now, the reason I say I don't really think that 65 is elderly because 50 is the new 30, which so 15 years later doesn't seem like elderly, it just means they're older. Yeah, older people, yeah. <laughs> That's why I I wasn't comfortable saying 65 was the elderly. Because, you know, with the advancements in medicine and and how much better we take care of ourselves, I think we are pretty fit and pretty mobile still into our 60s. Yep. So our life expectancy actually increasing, they're raising. Mm -hmm. But of course, we hope that we, as we live longer, we can also live healthier. So that's why we're hoping to improve the fertility outcomes of our generation. Okay, I'm 
not certain whether you have any percentages for us as how how big of a percentage of our elderly population is considered frail, which is, you know, by the clinical definition of frail. But I'm going to assume that as you get older, when you get past 70 into your 80s, we see quite a, a number of them. So basically, according to World Health Organization, mm-hmm. we actually expecting about about 16% of our world population to be 65 years and older mm-hmm. by the year of 2050. So there's a group of 1.5 billion people. That's a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. So I think a lot of us fall into two categories. We either have older persons, parents, grandparents that we might be looking after or living with and the subject of frailty is very immediate for them or we ourselves are wondering when frailty might affect us as we get older. So that's two very different categories of people. What is the important information about frailty we should know? Because it isn't uncommon, it's quite common. Is it a signal of other health problems? Uh, what, do we, what should we know? So basically, in order to be identified as frail, so mm-hmm. they will usually go through this very comprehensive uh, geriatric assessment. Okay. So... Yeah, so this will take hours to actually know whether uh, how frail they are. But in layman's term, usually there are those who have a lower activity level, lower tolerance to activities, and they tend to fall easily. And having multiple disease conditions, a bit more forgetful, and the need to actually be taken care by others. Mm-hmm. And usually you'll find them having... Uh, to keep themselves at home uh, with lesser interactions with others, and they feel distressed easily. So these are the typical symptoms of someone who is have high risk of frailty. Okay, so does frailty increase or decrease the risk of other diseases, or do other diseases lead to frailty? So basically, they are in- correlated. So they actually influence each other. Mm. So if you're more frail, you're probably more vulnerable to those negative outcomes, such as you fall easily, that you became less independent, and even your quality of life has been affected. Or when you stay in a hospital for any kind of uh, disease, usually the length of stay might also uh, be prolonged as well, and that will also lead to increase in healthcare costs. So would it be safe to assume that to avoid frailty or to kick the can down the road so we're not frail until we're much older, more activity is highly encouraged in older persons? Yes. We, I would say that actually keeping yourself active is actually one of the ways. It's actually impossible to escape this frailty, but more of knowing what are the symptoms and how we can not lend ourselves into that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I, I just said earlier, but those who are more inactive, right. who stuff at home. So this is something that we can actually improve on. We're speaking with Dr. Lim Siu-Hoon, Assistant Nurse Clinician, a PhD Nursing, Singapore General Hospital. Could you explain your motivation for the study? This study, which hopes to establish if reliance and self-efficacy could improve the outcomes of frailty in older individuals. We believe that Resilience and self-efficacy are two very important key factors that actually influence fertility outcomes. So we wanted to explore perceptions and the belief of our older people so we can understand how these two factors actually impact on fertility. 
in order to actually um, come up with care approach. So what do we mean by resilience? Mm. So resilience is basically one's ability to overcome stresses when in order to maintain your well-being in the face of adversities. So this actually can be inborn genetic or even it can be learned over time. So it can be improved. Whereas self-advocacy, we are talking about one's belief on their own capabilities to actually exert control over their actions and events. So this is actually very important because it helps to promote effective coping strategies and helps them manage their health conditions, including frailty. This is uh, my fingers are crossed as I'm asking the question. Can frailty be reversed? It can be reversed. And especially in things that we can control. For example, if we can help them to manage their health condition, Mm -hmm. improve their muscle strength. So if they take on an active role in their health condition, they are able to reverse uh, health reality, which is actually based on the research findings, yes. Okay, that's good news. (laughs) (laughs) So there's something that we could do to actually manage ourselves and... uh, it's not like a one way, so it can be reversed. So, I mean, the reality is as we get older, we're going to get a little bit weaker. We are going to, to risk being frail. But what you're saying is if we let it set in, we're too sedentary and we take the bull by the horns and we are more active and we are more proactive in trying to be fitter and more mobile, we can reverse that level of frailty. But eventually it will catch up with us, right? Yep. But if we do that, we can actually help to slow down and manage the negative outcomes of frailty. I will take that. That is a good answer. (laughs) That's fantastic. Now, how can family members who maybe live with older parents or even grandparents now, what tips do you have for them to do exactly that, to maybe reverse some of that frailty to maybe kick, you know, to, to delay the onset of frailty? So we believe that family members actually play an important part, especially in the older people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good for them to understand that frailty is not just something that comes with age and there's nothing that can be done. So what they can do is to look up for this kind of symptoms and also encourage their family members to take care of their own health and manage the health condition and not to overly uh, rely on others. And sometimes talk through with them regarding difficult situations to encourage positive uh, coping methods to help them reframe their perceptions so they will not focus too much on the negative thoughts and also encourage the elderly to go out more to participate more in physical activities, social gatherings, which will improve the social outcomes. Now, frailty has a, you know, people will will have a tendency to think it is all about mobility, but it isn't. And you said that earlier, that it is also emotional and psychological. So how do we help them with, with that? Because that's more dangerous, isn't it? If they sort of fall into a depression, then they don't want to move. They don't want to eat. They, they might not want to take their medicines then frailty will will escalate and that's not a good outcome. Yeah, so we believe that psychological and social, they do play a part in the functional decline. So that is why we are working to look into the resilience and self-advocacy, which is actually the psychosocial element. Mm-hmm. And 
also being there for the elderly, which is the most important thing as well. So they know that uh, someone is always available out there to lend a listening ear and to provide support. Are you still doing your study? Are you still in the midst of your study? So we are still actually doing our fertility screening in mm-hmm. SGH. So that is where we wanted to validate a screening tool, which will help us actually uh, screen elderly patients in a shorter time and accurately identify these group of patients who require assistance and further assessment and interventions. Mm-hmm. Well, the interview where to explore the perceptions of uh, this group of elderly on uh, resilience and self-efficacy it is also ongoing right now. Mm-hmm. So we are almost halfway there. So do you think that, say, this time next year, we could talk about this and you would have maybe a different point of view about it or maybe more tools to assist at an earlier stage people you identify as at risk of frailty? Yes, hopefully <laughs> I can know more of the impact of resilience and self-efficacy. So I can share with you a care model that I can come up with next year. <laughs> I look forward to that conversation because I said, it's, you know, it may not be the sexiest topic that we could talk about, But every one of us gets older every year. And this is in some ways an inevitability that we have to face at some point in our lives. Yes. I must say that fertility is a less explored topic Mm -hmm. as compared to conditions that can give you a definite diagnosis. So this is something that many people feel that doesn't really quite concern them or they can actually do something about it. So this is this kind of mentality, we wanted to change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's important that we, we look, look at it as seriously as any other perhaps cognitive degeneration as we get older. Yes. Right? I think they all go hand in hand. Yeah, they have many elements. Yes, the joy of aging. And on that note, we've been speaking with Dr. Lim Siu-hoon, Assistant Nurse Clinician, PhD Nursing, Singapore General Hospital, to find out more about her research into frailty in the elderly. It has been a pleasure. I look forward to, you know, your report card update next year. (laughs) Hopefully, definitely, I will share with you. Thank you so much. I do look forward to it. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. You're on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.